Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 1420 Podcast with your hosts, Andrew, my good friend Everett, and, and my good friend, Will. What? What? Right? What are you talking about? Yeah. The interviews are completed, and I have found a replacement. You found a replacement for me. Yeah, sorry. So so this is the announcement to, to you, Everett, that we have a new very good friend. I have a new very good friend, and <laughs> you are something else. So um, here we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Will, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be the new good friend, and I'm here, ready to go. I, you know, it's Let been a long time coming. This is unbelievable. <laughs> it's just, it's been a long time coming. And the, the people have called for it. It's been an exhaustive interview process. But here we are. We've reached the finish line. And I have a new good friend. Which brings me to two. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Will. Yeah. How, how's it going, man? Good, good. I'm, I'm doing really good. Uh, so I think that Maybe because some people might recognize my voice, some people might not. And while I am Will, I think we should say uh, kind of more of what's going on in that I'm Will, aka the Watch Clicker. Y- yeah, y- you're Will the Watch Clicker. So yes. this is your second appearance on the Forty and Twenty podcast. Ooh, kind of third. Yeah, kind of third. Yeah, like yeah, second, second and a half. Yeah, second and a half. And, but today is a little bit different. It is because today is the day where we tell you at home that and will surprise surprise. (laughs) sorry will you're this is going to be new to you too had no idea so 40 and 20 and the watch clicker are merging effective immediately a big family a big loving family that's right which means we don't know we don't know yeah what that means is that we're going to now be uh, a part of the watch clicker website we're going to be hosted. The, the podcast is going to be hosted by the Watch Clicker website. Andrew, Will, and me, I, are all going to be partners in the Watch Clicker website and in the podcast. And other than that, I don't think it means a heck of a lot right now. What it does mean yeah. is some excellent content coming to you via both mediums. Both platforms are going to remain largely unchanged. You're still going to be getting great content on the website. You're still going to be getting mediocre content on the podcast. Mediocre at best. Yeah. Well, I like to be complimentary of our, you know, of whoa, our, whoa, of our hold product. On, hold on. You guys think that I have great content? Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're buttering <laughs> you up here, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this is really exciting. So this has been in the works for, for gosh, what, a couple months now. Is that right, Will? Yeah, it started soon after I was on the podcast the first time. So that was probably almost a month or two ago. I, I It's hard to say. But yeah, it's been in the works for a little while. And it's been good. Everyone is you know now together. We're on the same page. We're moving in the same direction. We've got some great new logos. Oh, yeah. The logos, the logos yeah. look great. Yeah, they do. Br- it, and so shout out to, hey, Matthew, Matthew Morse. Uh, when, when we started talking about this thing and, you know, the idea of refreshing logos sort of came about, I knew, uh, we wanted it to be someone sort of in the, in the watch fam and, and Hey Matthew at Hey Matthew on Instagram, Matthew Morse is very much in the watch fam and he just did a phenomenal job with our stuff. He did. And as you listen to this, you'll, you'll probably be noticing the, the logo change 
on the tile or on the whatever platform you're listening on because it's there look at it yeah it's awesome that's right and if you're listening from the website you'll notice that the new logo for the podcast is on the website and then also the website itself has a new logo and i think if you are any type of watch fan you'll be very happy with the blue and orange yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, those colors worked out really well. We used a little bit of some something from both sides of it. It's the watch clicker blue and the 40 and 20 orange. And I think they came together well. I think that some people are not going to care about that stuff. But for us, it was sort of an important part of this. And our listeners in Florida, I'm sure will really like it. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. <laughs> a, a good amount of them. <laughs> Perhaps. Well, so this is really uh, this is really great. I, you may be asking, well, does this change anything? Does this change anything? Well, it, it may change some things, but what it doesn't mean is that you're going to lose any content. Uh, we're still going to be having a weekly podcast with Andrew and Everett and probably often will as well. Um, you're still going to be getting the same phenomenal reviews, macro photography, uh, videos, from the watch clicker side of things, um, there's just going to be more. There's going to be more content. We're going to have more audio reviews. Andrew and I are both going to be producing reviews and columns for the website. Uh, so there's going to be the the watch clicker website itself is going to have a significant uptick in content. There's just going to be more content. Yeah, more I think of us. That's Sorry, probably yeah. the. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I think that's probably the biggest thing that is going to come out of this is when we started talking about this, we didn't want to lose anything. We just wanted to gain more of what everybody really likes. So, you know, there, there's going to be the, the weekly podcast, as you guys said, I think that audio review, I think was received rather well. We're going to do a couple more of those, um, see how they go. Um, and then Andrew and Everett are going to be contributing to the website on a regular basis. So there's just going to be more to read, more to listen to, more to watch. And as far as I'm concerned, that's all good stuff. More to watch. Yeah. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> well, well, yeah. So, uh, and and we do have some we do have some cross platform content that's already sort of popped up, and I and I recommend you check that out. But um, really, that's it. That's our announcement. That's the announcement. the The topic of the show is announcements, and that's it. So, and well, I guess we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll just do the outro music yeah. and. All right. <laughs> Quick and easy. Quick and easy. So, Will, tell us, so tell for people who are listening today, who maybe didn't listen to your last episode, uh, let's do let's do just a quick introduction to you, who you are, what you do. Um, you, you know, we've been over this territory a little bit, but just a reminder. Sure. Yeah. So uh, my name's Will. Um, I live in Pennsylvania and I've been a watch guy for a few years now. And I would say a person who wears a watch most of my life. Uh, so when I say watch guy, I mean someone who got into mechanical watches, uh, the watch enthusiast community, especially, you know, very prevalent on Instagram uh, a few years ago and started taking pictures of watches. I have a background in photography, uh, not product photography, but I came from uh, the landscape and architecture space. And when I started a family and had to spend a little more time indoors and got into watches pretty much around the same time, I decided that why not start taking pictures of watches? And really one thing led to another, and that ended up with me founding the website, uh, watchclicker.com as it is today. And it evolved over a you know a little bit of time where it went from really focusing on just pictures of watches to 
writing about watches and the watch industry and really more focusing on reviews. So I think that's what people, you know, really want to see when they, when they go on a website and they look at watches. Uh, you want to know what does it look like on someone whose wrist might be similar size or smaller size to me? Um, you know, what, what's it like to wear that watch day to day? Is the bezel good? That sort of thing. Right. So that's what the website's all about. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, definitely do. You know, in the past couple months, there's just been a lot of really good stuff going on, especially with uh, Andrew and Everett, you know, starting to contribute more. I think that it's just going to add a little bit more clout, you know, to what we're doing in the watch world these days. Yeah, that's that's right. I think that's right. And, and, and you know, anytime you go from uh, one or two people working on a project and you multiply that number, it's it's a force multiplier to use a uh, to use a military term. Right. We're, we're each one of us brings a little bit something different, a different attitude, a different set of opinions. Uh, like Andrew likes really stupid watches. Generally uh, speaking. Right? Yeah. And, you know, so, and some of you guys at home might also like Andrew's stupid watches. So, uh, no, and, and well, no I'm just saying, was like, that not funny? No, no, I mean, it, it is funny, <laughs> but it, it's just, I, I appreciate that you bring in like the old curmudgeon you know, grandpa figure yes, that's to, right. the, to the table too. So. That's right. We need an authority figure. <laughs> well, I don't know about an authority figure. It's kind of like crazy old grandpa. It's like, ah, he's just going to say whatever he says because it's basically too late to change him. Yeah. <laughs> crotchety old man. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. But while he is a crotchety old man, I, I do think that Everett brings up a good point in that even if someone likes, you know, like Andrew, those crappy watches, um, <laughs> We, we want to be the people that are going to bring you the best content on those crappy watches, regardless of if they're crappy or not. Because in reality, uh, you know, there's there's not a ton of crappy watches, especially in the, the space that we're in. Have you seen my watch box? Um, <laughs> okay, maybe there, maybe there are a couple crappy watches. There might be. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. You know, and, and I think just the ability to think different, you know, uh, even just on the show, some of the differences of opinions as between Andrew and I have become sort of recurring themes. And and I think that's it, it's an important thing to people. So uh, being able to diversify opinion and um, taste and preference, really, I, I think is going to be is going to be good for for the whole project. It's going to be good for the podcast, uh, you know, because you've got different tastes than I have and then Andrew has. And so uh, just just some good diversity. I think it'll be good. You know, what we can all Absolutely. agree on, though. What can we all agree on? The Sarb. Well, I, I agree that the Sarb is mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. I can agree on that as well. I, I I think Andrew's got a Sarb incoming. I do. It, has it been ordered? Uh, it's getting ordered today. So uh, as a result of the uh, current climate, I worked a lot in the last, uh, last two weeks. Like a lot in the last two weeks, such that uh, my wife was like, you should buy yourself a couple nice things. Because you've not been home. I think she meant new underwear. No, no, no. We like <laughs> maybe new pants. But no, no, no. The underwear thing. That's that's. I have underwear. Okay. okay it's just good. it's all still in packages and. Uh, so yeah, I I, I made a. Unworn. Oh, obviously, yeah. It's it still has the tape on it. Yeah, yeah. Like when you know when your when your undies come bundled up and taped close right. for some reason. I don't uh -huh. I don't understand why, but they tape it's, them. It's up. still in the return period if you still have the tape on it. Ooh. <laughs> that's that's right. No, that that yeah. is the that is the actual policy for the underwear company. Uh, so, so yeah, I've got a Sarbin coming, and you went with the O three five. Yep, yep. 
I, I, it's the white dial, correct? It's the white dial. I, and, and for two reasons, I, I don't like duplicating watches, but I, at least between Everett and I, because it's, you know, we, we can, we have not necessarily shared custody of watches, but it's not a big deal to come and borrow a watch. I just love that watch so much. And I was a little bit torn. Should I get the 035 and, and go the black dial? The, or or go the, the yeah or go the black dial like wh- what do I do what do I do, the problem is that the black dial is about one hundred and fifteen dollars more expensive yeah and you can you can't find them new old stock you can, you're I oh, I haven't been weird. able to find any brand new they, they're all either they're they're new in box but they're all sec like gray market yeah I, I found a few I found a few overseas but they were like six fifty plus thirty dollars shipping yeah and and I like the white dial more anyhow that's, so that's really what it comes down yeah. to. That's so. interesting because uh, I had so I had the 033, which is the black dial, mm-hmm. uh, probably about a year ago. I want to say, um, and for you know multitude of reasons, it just didn't fit into my collection. But it's a fantastic watch and one of the best cases I think that Seiko's made. But what's funny is I always saw them pop up on you know like the Reddit watch exchange or watch you seek um, as basically new old stock. Mm-hmm. I want to say like six months ago. I mean, for just really good prices. And it seems like that changed very quickly to where you heard the rumors, you know, about the yep. Sarb series, the 0170 and the SKX all getting discontinued. And it seems that pretty much everything else you can find except that 033 yeah. Sarb. Yeah, right. It seems like that just disappeared off the face of the earth overnight. It, it certainly is. I, I think it's the more popular of the two. I, I prefer the 033 as well. And I and I paid I, I chose with my wallet. I voted with my wallet, as did you. But yeah, I, I think that the 033 is the more popular of the two. We found one on offer up two weeks ago, last <sighs> week. Yes. For one of our friends, Xander texted us, dude, this is like somebody needs to buy this right now. What was 125? 125. Right? You offered him a you offered him a bill. And then he sold it. I know. Or he's I, sitting on it. I should I, have offered him a hundred. I should have just offered full price. I don't know what I was thinking. I, I found a guy trying to sell it, f- sell another one with a NATO for four twenty five, and I messaged him like, "Hey, do you have the bracelet?" Like, "Yes, I have bracelet." Like, "Oh, not interested." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah. This is this is nah. Pass. <laughs> you know, but what, you know what's funny is you go back to that one that was one twenty five. I feel like that's part of in the what's in the soul of a watch collector even if it is such a good deal it's three hundred dollars less than you can find anywhere else eh, let me see if this guy will take 25 dollars yes yeah yeah you know we <laughs> we had some intel xander said he said he would take a hundred he said he would take a hundred so uh, uh okay i had some bad intel i, I should have just gone with i, I should have uh, gone with my gut and just offered full price. And, and it's I'll- probably okay that we didn't get that because if you look at what else that guy was selling, that guy just burglarizes houses and sells the shit. Yeah, it's possible. That's exactly what was happening on that. Which is sort of what OfferUp is for. OfferUp is for people to sell stolen goods. That's just sort of... <laughs> like That's why you can buy batteries. I don't, I don't think it. I've ever been on that website. Uh, it's, I mean, OfferUp? Yeah. Yeah, OfferUp. There's an app for your phone and it organizes. It's sort of one of these... Uh, it's sort of one of these algorithmic uh, apps that remembers the things you look at and starts giving you more and more of the things you look at. So and you get really good ads uh, on Instagram okay, so as eBay a result. That invades your privacy. Yes, yeah. yes, that's right. Exactly. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, you got to you got to turn Siri off when you have that app running. 
yeah, not not allow her not allow her to listen to. So we've got a couple other watches that we should probably mention. Yeah, because we got some watches in. We do. We got some watches. We in. do. We have a shitload of watches in right now. Yeah, I mean, the, we still have the Monta. Oh, the Monta goes back tomorrow. Maybe. That's <laughs> depressing. Yeah, I know. That is it, very depressing. I was uh, I was calculating how much more I would need to work over the next couple of weeks to get my wife to buy into or accept me buying an Ocean King. <laughs> it's probably more hours than are available in the day. Um, <laughs> I love that watch. I didn't want to give it back. Yeah, I'd st- I mean, I s- still do not want to give it back such that I'm not going to go look at it. Yeah, I hid it from you actually yeah. when you were coming over. Um, but probably a good choice. But we can talk about a couple. Yeah, that we have here. Yeah. First, first we're going to talk about the Aviate Lafayette. Yeah, the Lafayette. I think they're calling it the Lafayette Chronograph Flyboy. Flyboy. Yeah, and we have the black and bronze. They're calling it bronze. It looks a little rose goldy to me, perhaps. But I'll 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 take bronze. Okay. Brass. What are, I don't know. What, I don't remember the color they called it. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna we'll do you a, can, we'll you do can a review it. on this yeah. thing. And, we'll... and so I had I've, th- this watch is growing on me. My my initial reaction wasn't as positive as I was hoping it would be, uh, and I think it's partly because I I know I like the other colorway more. Mm. The more I'm handling it, the more I'm fondling it. I'm getting pretty into it, and and I got to say my my most absolute favorite part of this thing. And and I, I don't think it'll be beat. Is this perfect crown? Yeah, it's got that big that big onion crown on but, it. But it's not intrusive. They they found a way to give you all the things you want of a of a fucking monster onion crown, but make it not a monster. Yeah. It's got the it's got the details that make it seem big. It's got the right shape, but it's not a second watch attached to the case of your watch. You don't have like a snowman running up your arm. <laughs> right. Right. I dig this thing. That, that brings up a good point. So I, I think that because they're billing this as a, a pilot watch, essentially a chronograph pilot watch, you need to have a really good onion crown mm-hmm. or, and or some people call it a pumpkin, uh, onion or a pumpkin crown on a pilot watch. You got to have it. They did it. Just just for the ability to be able to, with gloves, set the time yep. and yeah. The the shapes right. I mean the 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 design of that I think is probably the the finest aspect of this watch and solid end links. Like come on, yeah. The bracelet on this thing is great. You yeah, know, that jubilee is um is just really well executed. Solid end links, like you said, the links flow into the case really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you How's know. the jubilee? Is it is it jingly jangly like an SKX or is it a little more solid? A little no, more solid. It's more solid. I would compare it to a Z199, like the Uncle Seiko Z199. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's mm-hmm. comparable Th- to that. Those are great. Uh, but it has solid end links, right? So, solid form fitting end, end links yeah, on it. Just a couple degrees of of flex between the between the links. Not much. It's 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 pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see if in a week of where it it um, relaxes a little bit because it feels a little bit um, mm. it feels a little bit like there's something catching. Maybe there's some rough surfaces, so I, I'm it interested. Might just need a little bit of break in period. Yeah, I'm wondering if it breaks in at all. Um, it might. Yeah, but yeah. The, the, some of the and you know this is just a general critique of the more mass produced watches. Is I found that some of the bracelets, while they are 90% excellent 
you do get a little bit of rough edges, especially on the side where the, you know, they kind of grab your skin a little bit, but mm-hmm. I've never found anything that's really been like, you know, I can't wear this. I need to take it off. There's a few sharp edges. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that tracks with a mass produced watch. You know, so. I don't know how many of these they make, but it, it seems like they've got four different colorways and, and, and this company, you know, Avi- Aviate and Spinnaker and Dufa, I think are really making a bucket load of watches. So mm-hmm. I just wish Spinnaker, I, I always like their designs. They're just a touch too big. Yeah. Every single one of them, just a, just a couple millimeters too big. Yeah, they are. I've, I've had a few of those in for review and I, I love the designs of them, especially, uh, oh man, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, but one of the chronographs that they have with the screw down pushers, mm-hmm. that was in a Panerai style case. And I mean, the whole thing, the dial, the, how everything operated was absolutely excellent. I just wished it was all around about two millimeters smaller. Sure. I think maybe next year or the year after they'll catch up with the 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 general industry trend of downsizing a little bit. I think we'll start seeing the 38 to 40 millimeters from them. Yeah. Probably I, next I think year they're getting the there after, because yeah. they did that. They did that earlier or it was probably late last year with the Cahill. Mm-hmm. So is yeah. that, you know, sub style, uh, I think it was a 40 millimeter case. Um, you know, that, that was a, a pretty solid watch for them that the dimensions I thought were pretty spot on. Uh, they'll catch up. How big is that to say? How, how big is their new, uh, titanium to say? Because it's, it is a really phenomenal looking watch. I think it's Tessie. Tessie? Yeah. Okay. Well, Tessie tight. Uh, I think that, it, it is a it is a great looking watch though. I think it combines a couple of really good things from yeah, it's pretty big. So I don't think that's uh, I com- think the new one's smaller. A two maybe I'm wrong. Titanium, I like that, but it's still forty three. And that's but that's their jam is they're just a touch too big. Yeah, and they'll they'll catch up. Yeah, I, I think I think that's right. Uh, you you, you know, and, and you you said it too, right? Well, it's a mass produced watch, so it's just a little bit different. It's a little bit different deal than the watches we spent a lot of time talking about yeah they, yep, they can't be as flexible so that one is 43 but it's it's a 13 millimeter thickness so lug the lug doesn't look too long just looking at it on the website that's what i'm looking at right now yeah it might wear pretty good i don't know i really like their textured dials i was just thinking yeah, they, i wish this didn't do a have job with those textured dials i i, I like them <laughs> i i think it's a super fun and there you go, the difference yeah. of opinion. I think it's a, <laughs> just a fun sport feel to it. Like it's it's not a good everyday watch. It's like just a killer weekend watch, though. Yeah, yeah. And for I mean, six twenty five is not it's not inexpensive for an NH thirty five watch. But yeah. full body titanium titanium bracelet. Yeah, I think I actually think this is a super interesting watch. I want. So speaking of one. a really good weekend watch, Ooh, I want to talk about something that I've got in for review. Yeah, let's talk about it. So the new Seiko 5s came out last year with the what everybody's dubbed the 5KX, which was, you know, an SKX looking case with applied indices, no screw down crown, 100 meter water resistance, all that. Mm -hmm. So Seiko's dropped. um, I I, I can't think of a good nickname for it yet. I don't know what to call it, but it's the dress, the dress KX. Ooh. There we go. The dress KX. I yeah. love it because this is, th- that's, that's perfect. So this is a 40 millimeter case with, uh, it, it has the SKX case in terms of how it looks, but it's still 40 millimeters. So it's a little bit smaller, two millimeters smaller. 
and got a fixed bezel with SKX, I want to say style indices and hands, even though that everything kind of looks a little bit different. Yeah, they're um, they're applied. It's an applied dial, right? Yep. So you've got applied indices. The second hand and the hour hand are the same, but the minute hand they've changed a little bit to be more of an elongated arrow. And it, I'll tell you what, I this watch I think is is going to be a really fantastic contender for just a a general everyday wear. You can, I think, if you put a leather strap on this, it's going to look mm. fantastic. It's not super thick because you lose that bezel, so you lose all that thickness you get from the bezel. It's about twelve, like it twelve nine. I got to measure it. I, so I'm, I'm looking at it right in front of me right now. I want to say that it's definitely under 13. So maybe 12, nine, maybe even a little less than that, but I got to measure it. So, and, and you and I, we have both ordered these mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, and, okay. and I think we ordered them about a half hour apart from one another. Yep. And you already have yours. <laughs> I'm so mad at myself for not doing the DHL. Will. Uh, so when I first saw the pictures that you guys sent me of it, I was like, that's a SKX mod. Like, did you did you guys just pick up watch modding and then not include me? <laughs> yeah, I had, uh, I had a couple of people message me on Instagram after I posted the picture of it that asked uh, where I got my mod parts from. Yeah, yeah, it is terrific. And I wish I ever had done the DHL option because, you know, then you could be holding it. I could be wearing it. As unlike unlike usual i'm i'm wearing it could be the fact that there's a lot of watches in front of me but i'm wearing a watch today <laughs> during our recording so tell me more about it i cuz everett the dumbass that he is and the reason he's been replaced as my good friend um <laughs> doesn't have it in front of him the cheapskate that yeah. everett is doing ground shipping from from england how did they so, do that the royal mail <laughs> yeah, there eventually. I think it's a. <laughs> I think it must have been a boat because it left England. How fast can a boat get across the Atlantic? Yes, I want to say a week. Okay, so maybe that, it, maybe it wasn't. Isn't there a transatlantic boat. cruises that are about a week? Do people do that? It, it was faster than that. It was like three days from the last time Royal Mail told me anything about it to the time USPS said, "Hey, we know where it's at." Supposedly, maybe I'm going to have hydro, it. Maybe it was a. Uh, what, what are those hydro boats? You know, that don't actually sit on the water. It's one of those. Yeah, right. With the big fans on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be it. That could be it. I, thought, I thought maybe like the Spirit of St. Louis is Lindbergh. <laughs> it's not going to make it. <laughs> Transatlantic cruises are a thing. Yeah. Who would do that? I don't know. Oh, they're, they're a big thing. Uh, I know a couple of people that have done them. Yeah. That sounds awful. Awful. So I will say, so I, I've been on a few cruises myself, not a, not a transatlantic, never done that. But the I've been on a couple cruises and you always have a, a quote unquote a sea day, you know, where you spend a day not in a port somewhere where you're going a longer leg of the trip and you have an overnight where you don't dock anywhere. Right. And I will say that while I've had fun in the ports that I've been in, if you play your cards right, you know, in terms of what type of packages you buy in terms of alcoholic <laughs> beverages, you have a ridiculously good time on those sea days. So I can see where some people are like, hey, seven nights on the open ocean, nothing but me and some free, bo- well, not free, unlimited booze. Right, that you I'm paid for. for. <laughs> God, yep. that'd make me sick. Yeah, do you, uh, that's always been my concern. I, I'm not really uh, a boat-going guy. I get sick on boats. Did you did you so, have uh, seasickness at all? No. So <laughs> it's a funny story. So the Too first drunk. time I went on a cruise uh, was 
right before uh, me and my wife got married and we we had a a, a great time with the unlimited uh drink package let's just say that and oh, we, shocking we, took, style. we yeah. took full advantage we took full <laughs> advantage of it. as you do so i was concerned because that was my first cruise and i never went on a cruise before that i was getting at seasick so we had the the dramamine or whatever it's called that in case i did get seasick i had it yeah and i've been on you know speed boats and uh pontoon boats and all that kind of stuff before never had a problem but never on the open ocean so we did that didn't have a problem and then one night i woke up and she, this is what she told me i woke up and <laughs> i <laughs> i uh I, I said that i felt seasick and that i needed to find the bathroom and she said that when i quote unquote found the bathroom it was on the opposite side of the room of the bathroom and i was ready getting ready to use the bathroom yeah yeah. So she had to stop me there and I didn't get sick, but I used a, I almost used a part of the ship that wouldn't have been kosher to use. Yeah. And I'm going to just chalk that up to the unlimited drink package. I was yeah. going to say that sounds like, that you, sounds you, were, like a, yeah. you were drunk and not seasick. I've, I've, I know plenty of folks who've used the sock drawer. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thankfully, no messages were made. No one needed to call housekeeping. That is thankful. A, they would have charged you for that. A friend of mine, one they, of the... Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure. Pretty penny. <laughs> so a friend of mine, one of the first times he went in and like raged with, a, with his girlfriend, uh, he went to her house and passed out in her bed. And she woke up the following morning and he had uh, opened her dresser drawer, peed in it, and then apparently lost his balance and tried to regain his balance by grabbing the dresser. And he tipped oh, no. backward and he tipped the dresser on top of him and then passed back out. So she woke up the following morning to see him lying on the floor of her bedroom, dresser on top of him. She thinks he's dead because he's in that like deep, deep drunk <laughs> coma. Oh, man. She has to summon her roommates to help her lift the dresser off of him while he's his pants are around his ankles, obviously, because he just he made pee pee in her drawer. Uh, and they're married now and have three kids. So, you know, sometimes humans, it just works humans out. Humans are amazing yeah. creatures. Yeah. <laughs> so the dress KX, mm-hmm. how's the bracelet? Okay, okay yeah, we, we have digressed quite a bit. We That's have, we have, but I do want to know about the bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it, it's basically your standard oyster bracelet that Seiko is going to give you on anything else. It articulates fine. I don't have a problem with how it goes around the rest. However, whatever reason, Seiko in their infinite wisdom has decided to put the smallest clasp that they make in the world with two micro adjust holes on it. It's like and the Sarb clasp. I, I the Sarb clasp is better because oh. I've experienced that one. It, it's better. This one I I can't get the right fit. Oh, it, and, and it's it's either just too tight mm. or too loose. And if I put a link in, I go to the second micro adjust hole, and it's it's not enough. You know, especially throughout the day, and we've had a couple hot days here, especially yesterday. And I mean, I, I actually took it off and put something else on because I couldn't get it adjusted right. It just so, wasn't working. Yeah, bracelets. Yeah, are what, I, what I what I'm gonna try out is um, I know someone who's gonna send me uh, an SKX zero one three bracelet. Yeah, and I'm gonna try and see if that fits on here because if it does, then that opens up a bunch of options from like Uncle Seiko or Strap Code. You know, those guys where you can get an aftermarket bracelet that maybe fits a little bit better. Right. But even with that said, uh, 
you know, a, a rubber strap uh, or a leather strap or canvas strap, I mean, it's going to look right at home on this because it's more of a, a field, you know, kind of looking watch. Sure. Not so much a diver where ready you know, for something that unpopular. stuff might not look right at home. Because yeah. I, I think it, I think it really looks like Black Bay Forty One. I think that's what it looks like. Mesh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, I would put a mesh on here, but I don't think it would look like because there's not enough. Yeah, polishing near the lugs. Just because that SKX style polishing, it's maybe a you know what, maybe a brushed mesh bracelet. Gold. That might work. I think that's the answer. Gold. Yeah. Yeah. Gold. But- I saw they a do. guy with hey, a F ninety one or not an F ninety one. What was he? What did he have? Like one of those. Uh, oh, it was the uh, the world timer with gold mesh. Whew. I was like, huh, huh. making a statement. Yeah, <laughs> it, it wasn't good, but it also wasn't bad because he clearly made the choice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we everybody make, everybody makes choices. We make choices. That's yeah. right. That's right. Well, so I'm going to supposedly have mine on Wednesday. So I'm looking very. I'm looking. Uh, Provided the U-boats don't strike. That's right. <laughs> that's right. The U-boat drivers <laughs> need to need to be keep coming to work. Uh, but we have a couple of other a couple Ooh. of other new watches. Uh, they're not. I mean, they're not new new to us watches. Well, we have one. Only one came. No, that that's not true. <laughs> So last week, I agree, I agree with Andrew. Yeah. Only one came. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last week we had Justin, uh, Justin Crodel from Monta on the show, and uh, when we were done, we were kind of rapping and just shooting the shit. And Justin was like, "Is there anybody out there that you guys uh, want me to connect you with?" Because because he's a bro. I I know some of these guys, and if there's someone that that you want try to connect with, and I can I can make it happen. I'll make it happen. And I said, you know, I just watched. Our good friend Jonathan Ferrer do uh, a live stream with Andrew from Master and Banks, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I really like Andrew. I'll hook you guys up." So about two he's minutes, he's texting him while we're talking. Right. <laughs> so about two minutes later, I've got a text message from Justin. He says, "Andrew, this is Everett. Everett, this is Andrew. I'll let you guys take it from here." So uh, pretty quickly started chatting with Andrew, and um, you know, said, "Hey, we got to get you on the show." And he said, "I'm totally down." How does it work? And I'm like, well, it just, I mean, it we mostly just drink beer. <laughs> it doesn't really work, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we ha- we we have you on the show. It always makes sense for us to get sort of a feel for some of your pieces. So if you would like to send us something, we would love that opportunity, and we could do some review stuff. Um, and so yeah, about three days later, I had two Sea Ramblers, one in a box, a blue one, nope, with an orange hand, which is remarkably similar to our new colors. It it. This could be the new watch clicker. Yeah, th- watch. this is the watch clicker 4020 watch, the official one. I think yeah. it could be. The blue and orange yeah. are pretty much match. That and the Orion Calamity and Navy. Yes. Either one. Yeah. Maybe yeah. both. Why not? <laughs> yep. And then we got, and then we also got a black one of these Sea Ramblers. So blue and orange Sea Rambler, uh, black Sea Rambler. C- C- it's a Sea Ranger. Sea Ranger. You're yeah. right. See, what is Sea Rambler is a watch, though. Nope. It is. Uh, is it? What is the Sea Rambler? I don't remember what it is, but it it, it does exist. So the Sea Ranger, you're right. Good catch. Good catch. Uh, oh, that's a that's a Doxa, isn't it? Isn't the Sea Rambler? Doxa yes, Rambler? I think you're right. I think it's one of the sub. One of the subs is the Sea Rambler. I think that's exactly right. So, but yeah, these are different than that. Uh, these are different than that. So these are fantastic. Ha- have you ha- have you uh, have you reviewed one of these Sea Rangers, Will? I have. I did the black one. I want to say about a year ago. And 
so I had uh, one of the prototypes. So it was a little bit different than what you guys have because the bracelet was a little bit different. And I think the bezel was a little bit different, if I remember correctly. I know the bracelet definitely was. And the bracelet that you guys have is fantastic. Ooh, it's, it's good. Got Phenomenal. A, it's got a, yeah, it's got a much better taper and a better clasp. <laughs> oh, the taper on it is is the the pride and joy of this watch for me. As good as everything down, else is, the to, taper on that bracelet is money. It's down to 16, right? 16 yeah, that's million. right. I measured it 20 to 16. 20 to 16. Yeah. So phenomenal taper. Uh the watch is great too, you know. It, it's got it's it's not a a thin watch. It's not a petite watch, but it wears super well. It does a uh, sort of that uh, uh I won't call it the Christopher Ward trick, but it's the same type of case side uh, that Christopher Ward employs, where where the profile you see from top down is very svelte, um, mm-hmm. and it really does a good job hiding its height that it, I assume, needs for water resistance and uh, yeah, so movement. The, I found I found that height on that watch was I, I didn't have a problem with it because there was that. If you look at it from the side, there's that little bit of gap between the bezel and the case. Yeah, where yeah. a lot of watches, you know, it just meets the case, the bezel. And I think that's where that extra perceived height comes from when you're looking at it. But when you have it on the wrist, the way the lugs turn down and that short lug to lug, it's I think it's under 46. Yeah, that's right. It just wears really nice. It's kind of like if uh, you took the Speedmaster and squashed it down a little bit. Shortened the lugs. Yeah. On the bracelet. Because it's got that it's got that same sort of crown guard where it's, it's part of the case, not so much another piece jutting out. Mm-hmm. that's right yeah now on the nato even and i i really like the nato they they're they're branded nato that they sent us it's crazy thin yeah i've never felt another nato like it. it's super comfortable but even as thin and comfortable as it is this does make it it, it is tall on the nato it's it's a little bit taller yeah. yeah for sure but i wouldn't call it tall it just looks like a dive watch on a nato yeah yeah. I didn't. I didn't get to check out the NATO because they they hadn't released them when I reviewed it. Is I, it a single pass or is it a, it's a regular? A, it's NATO? a double pass. You could we could probably neuter it. He wouldn't mind. <laughs> Do not. Touch well, that's that. what that's what Terry from Toxic NATOs does. He yeah. told me that he yeah. uh, he castrates all his NATOs. Yeah, yeah. That, but we don't own this one. I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to keep reminding <laughs> Andrew of that. Um, I, I but I love this NATO. It's super comfortable. Super super thin. I do this is this is one of their press pieces, so it's got a lot of wear and we have a very average sized wrist. Yeah. We it, collectively. It, yes. Uh so we're obviously using the same size that everyone else has. Um I dig it. It's this, a great NATO. It's this, got a spine, it's got a yeah. spine down the middle. The fabric is like super thin. Like I would say it's under a millimeter. It's under a millimeter. It's not a seat belt, it's sort of tubular, but it's mm-hmm. really soft and flexible like a seatbelt, and it's got some sheen to it. Uh yeah, the color and the and the this OD on the black is it's fantastic. Yeah, so, so real- can we talk about straps for a minute though? So, oh, ooh, yeah, we are on talk, the topic talking about NATOs. Yeah, because you know everybody under the sun makes an, a NATO strap of some sort. Yeah. You know, there's branded NATOs, there's premium NATOs. You know, the the guys that have come out with you know some good stuff like Terry from Toxic NATOs or Blue Shark, those guys. So it's hard to come up with a new NATO strap. Mm-hmm. I think Astro and Banks came up. I, I don't know because I haven't seen a lot of, I, I don't wear a lot of NATO. So I can't say that uh, what they've come up with is newer novel. It seems like it is because I don't see a lot of designs like that. But I think that kind of speaks just 
generally to straps and as a by and large right there aren't a lot of things you can do with straps that haven't been done before whereas with watches you know you can take a watch face and you can even if you're just picking from a parts bin watch you can make a new looking watch right hard to do that with a strap because uh if you're making something out of leather you have to handcraft it if you're making a nato good luck with that i'm not even going to get into it but if you're making something from rubber you have to get a new mold yeah I think it's really hard to come up with a, a novel strap that is really, really good looking. Um, but what you can do and what I think Astor Banks has done is they've come up with a strap that looks good on their watch where it's paired correctly. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of brands, when they offer NATOs, have a hard time doing that. Sure. And it's it's nice to see a brand that <laughs> says, hey, uh, you know, this looks good on this watch. Whether we came up with the design or we didn't, like I said, I can't say. Let's say they did. It looks good on that Sea Ranger. Yeah, that, I I agree with you. I I agree with you, and that that is tricky to do. You know, it would also look good on the Sea Ranger. What? Basically, anything out of Haviston's collection. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Absolutely. Mean, yep. It's it's a really uh you know I think that that term strap monster gets thrown around uh probably a little too much but it's because of the way the lugs come in really tight mm-hmm. it, um it, it, it's I you know forty I think forty two uh on the dimension I actually haven't measured it yet um, but what's interesting is the the forty two even if it is it's it's deceptively. It's smaller than you think because yeah. the crown guard is integrated. It's not a symmetrical case. And those lugs come in, they come in nice and tight. It, and it mm-hmm. doesn't look it doesn't look disproportional. It looks like that's the way it's supposed to be. But it gives you sort of a perfect opening there for straps. Um and the finishing is really good at the lugs too. Mm-hmm. So the the lugs are a little short, yep. so you might struggle with with some straps, but there's it's plenty of room in between the spring bars and the and the case itself. So. Mm-hmm. so what I found is, especially with watches like the Sea Ranger or the smaller Christopher Ward Trident, so like the 38 and the 40. Sure. Um, when, when you're getting in that range where the lug to lugs are a little bit shorter, is you get to see, if you have a smaller wrist, and I mean anything basically under seven, because um, I think that's where a lot of people are falling. And I'm, I'm a 6.75 inch wrist myself. So when... I get to throw a a watch (laughs) when I get to throw a watch on that uh, has that shorter lug to lug Mm -hmm. and you get to see more of the strap going around your wrist. I think it just, it makes you feel better about kind of the whole package. Sure. Uh, You you have the watch that looks really good on your wrist, right? But then whatever strap you're throwing on there, it's like, man, I get to see a little bit more of the bracelet or the strap or whatever going around your wrist. And I think it looks really good. Andrew's chuckling because so, you said package. After after talking about your your wrist yeah, size, yeah. And, after talking about six point seven five inches, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm getting a little sweaty over here. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you know, yeah. any anytime you talk about anything with with watches, and it's like, hey, how big's your wrist? <laughs> uh, it's just a weird conversation to have. I get asked it all the time because you know I post wrist shots, and people are like. How big is your wrist? God, that's <laughs> this is super inappropriate. <laughs> you got to pay for the premium snap for that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Well, maybe we can work that into a Patreon somehow. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. No, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea. We can we can think about that. Just more. nude wrists. Yeah, I like it. 
<laughs> uh, well, well, we've now made the announcement. We've talked about some of the new watches that are that are sort of in our possession and rolling around. Uh, anything else that we need to talk about before we move on to other things? Andrew's got nothing. I can see him just sort of avoiding eye contact. Yeah. Uh, Will, anything else you want to chat about? No, I think I think we're I think we're cruising along pretty good. You know, I I like uh, kind of adding that extra voice in. You know, I guess we'll, time will tell if everybody else likes that. But I uh, I like being able to throw in a little extra something and contribute to the conversation because it's always fun to talk to other watch people about watches and get that difference of opinion because sometimes you find that uh, an opinion that you had where maybe it was just a watch you didn't try on before or anything like that, someone can encourage you to go ahead and do that. So I think that having an, another voice just saying, hey, this watch is cool or you know, maybe you should try this out or hey, didn't really like this watch just gives you another option to look at. Totally. Well, I'm pumped. I'm super excited. I finally have filled the role of my good friend. <laughs> it's not by default. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for having us along for this this ride moving forward. Um, I, I think it's going to be oh, really no, fun. You guys, you guys too. I mean, I don't want anybody to get to the uh, the wrong opinion that you know I'm going to or you know anybody's going to dictate what the other party's doing. We're going to keep doing the same stuff and it's going to be awesome. And we're just going to add more content and not take anything away. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from this. Yeah, nope. Uh, I, I think that's right. 100%, 100% with you. So with that, did you like that? You're yeah. looking at me with that. It was, it was real strange. With that, other things, Andrew, go. I forgot what my other thing was oh, going to be. God damn it. You give do this every time. Other things... Will go. Okay, so uh, we're recording on the seventh. So yesterday uh, was D Day. It was the seventy-sixth anniversary, I want to say. Um, so leading up to that, I watched, uh, I rewatched, I want to say, Band of Brothers on HBO. Yeah, fantastic. And yep. So that came out. I think it was uh, two thousand or somewhere around there. It was within a year or two of that. So about 20 years, let's say. God, and really? It's crazy, yeah, it, right? It's old. And, it's crazy. and if you go back and you rewatch it, some of the people that are in that, you're not going to recognize them because of how young they are. Um, so I, I rewatched Damian it. Damian Lewis is in that like as a kid, right? Uh, he's in it. Holy and shit. I don't want to say he's a kid, but he's really young. Younger yeah. than he is in like Homeland. Right. So uh, I, re I watched that when it came out originally with my dad. And I remember when that was over, you know, so I was you know, not even 20 years old, not even close to that. And we were both blown away by it. And I hadn't watched it since then. And so I decided to rewatch it. And it, it blew me away as, you know, an adult and someone who has been in the military and been through that, you know, camaraderie of, you know, wartime and all that, where you, when that show was over, I got upset that it was over because I felt that I was part of that band of brothers, you know, where, I went through as, you know, something like they did where, uh, you know, not obviously not World War II, but it just, it just left a, I think a, a bigger mark, you know, on my soul as a, as a person to know what those guys went through and watching that now as a true story, I think just 
you know, with what everything is going on, I think it really speaks volumes to the American spirit. And if you haven't watched it, I really think you should. What rock are you living under if you haven't watched it? Yeah. 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 I didn't realize. Like, I, I know no. I know two people that have not watched it that are close friends of mine, and I have since ridiculed them for not watching it. Yeah, I mean it's it's like up there with with some of the greatest shows ever made, miniseries or or whatever. So yeah, I, I need to watch it again. It's been it's definitely been several years. It's I think the last time I watched it was probably like 2013, and then it gets over, and you're like, I want more, and so you go and watch The Pacific. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or you go watch yeah, the, uh, the Pacific. The Pacific and, yeah. is. Yeah, the Pacific is a, it, it, it's totally different. Um, yeah. I think they were trying for something different there, just in general. But I think it, it's almost like you watch, you know, one of the Matrix sequels. And you're like, mm, yeah. yeah, they were trying to meet the tone <laughs> of like Jarhead and other contemporary kind of like military badass movies versus they like were trying a, to like be a, a docu a, docudrama. They were trying to be a drawn out version of. Um, Thin Red Line, which was yeah, right. a slow-moving movie in its own right, which was a, a beautiful movie also, but um, yeah, a little bit different tone. Yeah. So mine, I... Wait, wait! What? Andrew, what's your other thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I read an article recently, and, and part of it, I think part of the reason this came to um, national media was in light of our, the current events, but fascinating, like... Kind of a, a shock. The last person receiving disability benefits from the Veterans Administration as a result of the American Civil War died last week. Oh my gosh. So she was 84 or 94. I don't remember. I, I think 84. She was the daughter of a Civil War veteran who was disabled as a result of the Civil War, and she was born with developmental differences, so she was entitled to lifetime benefits because of his disability. Now, Whoa. he, she was... And she was born a long time after the war. She was a product of his second marriage, and I believe he was in his 80s when she was born, <laughs> which speaks, again, to the American spirit. Like, <laughs> getting it <laughs> but yes, yes. that like that was that uh and, and in fairness it was it was an extraordinary example yeah but it closed the gap between the american civil war which which for for us in day-to-day -day life is ancient history in in the way of like i there's no oral histories of the americans of war in my family because largely my family wasn't even present in america in in during the american civil war uh but it, it closed that gap reading about that and her uh like that that connection right there crazy it's crazy to think now that yeah you know i i think we we're all born sort of in the 80s and so we think about the Civil War as something that happened 150 plus years ago, mm -hmm. which is ancient history, because literally it happened 150 plus years ago. Uh, it, it's crazy to think that there was still that connection. There was oral history still. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, sad, but crazy. Like, it closes that gap. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. So there was, there was something I read. Uh, I want to say a couple of years ago, but something I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but something similar like that, where it was another person who had those extenuating circumstances from Civil mm -hmm. War disability funds. 
that you know it was someone who passed away or something maybe it was the same person it was her older brother oh maybe that's what it yeah, was yeah it was her older brother because okay. he died about okay. 10 years ago Very yeah that's cool. probably about right then yeah yeah it was a while ago that i remember reading that so yep yeah crazy it's cool i'll have to look it up you're gonna send me a link to that or nope. you'll just put the link in the show notes when you make them neither okay <laughs> thank you go on the google hunt y'all <laughs> I have another thing. It's something we've talked about on the show before. Oh, so it's not even a new other thing. It's just like another thing. Hey, I like the SKX. <laughs> that's my other thing. It's the Seiko SKX. Uh, See, Andrew, this is why I'm your new best friend. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the Last Kingdom? Oh, yeah. On Netflix? This last season was so good. Season four. Holy shit, man. I mean, they just... Hey, it starts off amazing. So we, the kids were eating dinner, and they were kind of goofing around on their iPads, and Kim was like... Do you think we can start this with them down here? And I was like, no. Fuck it. They're not paying attention. I don't know how this show, how this season is going to start, but I guarantee it's going to come in on something terrible. Hot. <laughs> Maybe, but but also inappropriate for children. It's either going to come up, open up with killing and or Yeah, so I mean, coming in hot. Well, so certainly in the first 30 seconds of season four, episode one, there was both things. Mm-hmm. Killing and sex <laughs> and so i was like see are you glad we didn't turn this on uh and she just kind of chuckled but it it the, it just opens up quick mm-hmm. it isn't moves. that the uh the terrible thing that always happens you know like when you're a kid and you watch a movie you know by yourself as soon as your parents walk in it's a sex scene yeah that's right that's right it's <laughs> like a- i wasn't even watching this it was just on and when we were kids it wasn't like you could look at your cell phone and pretend you were second screening you're just right. like uh <laughs> <laughs> it should happen yeah (laughs) so super good if you haven't checked it out i I recommend you check it out you know actually uh, a couple of you guys reached out to me and said oh my gosh have you guys watched it i know you watched on the or talked about it on the show before and i hadn't so we started it and it's just been quick and eventful and fun we watched it in the weekend i was putting the kids to bed early (laughs) you gotta go to bed it's nine o'clock it's six thirty. <laughs> Dad, it's so ever the funny ever the funny thing about you mentioning that is when you said The Last Kingdom, I was watching on Netflix The Kingdom. Different. Different. Is, yeah, different. Which, which is yes, much different. So uh maybe I'm stepping out of bounds here, but I'm gonna offer another other thing. No, no, Will, it's your it's your damn show, man. You're you're my new good friend. <laughs> All right. So if you wanna see what would happen if zombies we're going on in feudal time in Korea. Check out The Kingdom on Netflix. Wasn't that it's World got War two Z? seasons. Both are excellent. Uh, it's subtitled. So uh, the, I'll say this. As a new father, um, I found that subtitled movies and shows are fantastic when you have a very young baby because you can turn down the volume and still understand everything that's going on. Yeah, my, my kids, my kids both read at this point, so that doesn't work anymore. It's bad. It's bad. Mine just doesn't associate adult shows with volume. Oh, sure. He just assumes that all grown-up shows have no sound. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> and and in fairness, the subtitles are always on at my house because I don't hear well anyway. Um, but yeah, when we're watching mommy-daddy shows, very little, if any, sound. <laughs> Sam might say differently, but to me, very little, if any, sound. <laughs> I agree with you. It's It's always much quieter to us. Well, so that's it. We've done it. We've done it. We've got our first episode uh, as the as the Watch Clicker as Podcast. Forty and twenty, the Watch Clicker Podcast. That's that's fun to say. Yeah, that's fun to say. Sounds good to me. 
Well, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we'll have to have you back very soon. Well, he's my good yeah, friend, I'm, Will. So yeah, see you next I'm week, the new Will. Good friend. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, might be hey Everett whenever you can join us. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks for joining us, Everett. Uh, feel free to come back and whenever you're invited. And <laughs> I I feel like this is just not going to work out well for me. No, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Great. Well, well, good enough. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Forty and Twenty, the Watch Clicker Podcast. Check us out on www.watchclicker.com. Check us out on Instagram at Forty and Twenty. And please, if you want to support the show, you can check us out on patreon.com slash forty and twenty. Don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.